Welcome to the Gap Church Podcast, where we're filling the gap through freedom and the truth. Please enjoy this week's message. Tell another person, Jesus loves you. Say to three people, I'm excited about your future. I am excited about your future. Hallelujah. Please be seated. Hallelujah. Just like daring, I'm actually shy. <laughs> but I have a testimony. Gap Church is a testimony. Please celebrate Jesus. Let's celebrate Jesus. Hallelujah. And we have realized that with the devil, the nobody is young when you hear the testimony of Kiki. But I know that the Lord who has intervened is going to make it permanent in Jesus. I was worshiping the Lord one day, just talking to him, and the Lord said, I'm not going to give you a multiracial church, but I'm going to give you a multi-generational church. So, and I began to ask, how will this happen? He said, tolerance. Tolerance. And he began to, he reminded me of Moses. He said Moses was able to lead the people at 80, who were quite young because God had to wipe off some generation that were disobedient to him. He said Moses was able to do it not out of age, but out of tolerance until he told the people that they were rebels. That when he said to them, you are rebellion people and call them names, God said I'm true with you. So, and that was how Gap Church was born. When we started about a year, when you were one year old, I shared a message. Solomon, my son, was inexperienced, if you remember. Today we are going to be looking at blessings set up. Blessings set up. How many people trade stock here? Okay. You do trade stock? Okay. If you are not doing it, don't worry, you get to know it. You know, in, in, when you are trading stocks, there are trade setups. You know, this is how you want to do a buy, you want to do a sell, there's a way you set it up. So if also you want to be blessing, you want blessings from God, there's a way to set it up. So in other words, you can actually write your own check with the Lord. And I've come to share that secret with you, even in second year of Gap Church. We are really very proud of you. But what you have seen is just foundation building. God has not started the building at all. He hasn't started the building at all. First Chronicles 13, 6 to 14, I'm going to tell you, I mean, I'll read these stories. One thing about Old Testament is that Old Testament is like a biography of people who have, who have had dealings with God, had relationship with God at different times. What was the outcome? Some of them failed woefully. Some of them made mistakes. Some of them did very well. Some of them, they sleep and they were able to get back on their feet. These are all the things you see in Old Testament. So it's good for you to always look at the Old Testament, especially if you want to be on the, tra on the track, on the right track. You get to New Testament, it tells you how to become a doer and begin and how to do it. And that's why both of them, you need them. I read New Testament no matter what because I have an assignment that I have to carry out and also you have an assignment. 
Okay, we are reading First Chronicles chapter 13. First Chronicles 13. We are going to read it from 6 to 14. I don't know the interpretation you like, but let's, let's do New King James Version. Praise the Lord. Well, my name is Rob Otusi. <laughs> and it's beautiful to, to meet with all of you. It's really a privilege to, to minister to you. Uh, I do not take it for granted. The grace of God in this place, we do not take it for granted. And maybe you don't know. We don't see you as a youth church. We see you as another expression of the power of God. So just know that. That as far as God is concerned, there is no young Christian. We are all children of the Most High God. Hallelujah. First Chronicles 13, reading from verse 6, the Bible says, And David and all Israel, I'm reading the King James Version. And David and all Israel went up to Bala, to Kajat Jearim, which belonged to Judah, to bring up from there the ark of God the Lord, who dwells between the cherubim where his name is proclaimed. So they carried the ark of God on a new cart from the house of Abinadab, and Uzzah and Ahil drove the cart. Then David and all his, his all Israel played music before God with all their might, with singing on harps, on string instruments, on tambourines, on cymbals, on, and with trumpets. And when they came to Chidon's threshing floor, Uzzah put out his hand to hold the ark, for the oxen stumbled. Then the anger of the Lord was aroused against Uzzah, and he struck him because he put his hand to the ark, and he died there before God. And David became angry because of the lost outbreak against Uzzah. Therefore, that, that place is called Perez Uzzah. To this day, David was afraid of God that day, saying, How can I bring the ark of God to me? Verse 13. So David will not move the ark with him into the city of David, but took it aside into the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite. The ark of God remained with the family of Obed-Edom in, in his house three months. And the Lord blessed the house of Obed-Edom and all that he had. Are you still there? Yes. Let's read 26 now. First Chronicles 26. And we're going to take that from verse 4. For you to enjoy this, let me read it from Good News Translation. <laughs> the Bible says in First Chronicles 26 from verse 4, there was also Obed-Edom, whom God blessed by giving him eight sons, listed in order of age, Shemaiah, Jehozabah, Joah, Azaka, Netanel, Amiel, Issachar, and Pelutai. Obed-Edom's oldest son, Shemaiah, had six sons, Othni, Raphael, Raphael, Obed, Elizabeth, Elihu, and Zemekliah. They were important men in their clan because of their great ability. The last two were specially talented. Obed-Edom's family furnished a total of 62 highly qualified men for this work. I read that for you to know the blessing God put on Obed-Edom when the Lord visited his family. And the Bible tells us God did it within three months. God did it within three months. I have come with a prophecy for somebody. The next 90 days is going to be a in 90 days of transformation. Amen. In 90 days that will change your life for good. Amen. The blessing setup we are talking about is not 
just getting a job. It's not just buying a car. We are talking about a blessing that is generational. Amen. You know that when the Lord blessed Obed-Edom, it wasn't just for the moment. He blessed him up to his generation. The Bible says the household of Obed-Edom, everyone who were connected with Obed-Edom, they enjoyed and they benefited from the blessing. You are in God and your family will be blessed. Amen. Everyone who identifies with you, they shall be blessed. But I want to take the story a little bit. The Bible tells us that they were taking the ark of God. In those days, in the Old Testament days, there was really no sanctuary. Until Jesus Christ came, there was really no church. So they had something they, they refer to as the ark of God, ark of covenant. It was just made like a, like a box, and they put some things inside there, you know, manna and, you know, so many things just to represent the presence of God, so they, they moved it around, you know, moving God around, but now we don't need that because the Holy Spirit moves around with us. Hallelujah, you get him. So, but then it was in the house of uh, Abinadab because they had problem with God and then God said, even you carry a box, I won't be there with you. So it's not about what you carry, it's about God who is in you. So they carried the, the, the box into a, a, a battle, even though they had sinned against God. So they lost the battle woefully. And for about 20 years, the ark of God was just an ordinary box in the house of Abinadab. So David said, finally, let's do something. Let's take this box out of where it's been dormant. And I decree over your life, every gift of God dormant in you in this season, the Lord will bring it out. So I'm doing that, as they were doing, as they, they, they brought the, the ark out, but there was one thing. The ark wasn't meant to be put on the cart. It was meant to be carried on the shoulder. Listen, God does not put his work on things. He put his work on people. Things don't carry God. People carry God. See, this thing, Holy Spirit, can't, this one can't carry the Holy Spirit, but you. You and you, you are the carrier of the Holy Ghost. So because of that, as they were moving, God was already not happy the way he was treated. And you know, some of us don't know that God has feelings because we are made in his image. If we have feelings, he has feelings. God wasn't happy with the action that, hey, are you too big now? You can't carry me on your shoulder that you have to put me on a cast. Form has taken over Christianity. Form and things has replaced the love of people for God. So, lo and behold, God is telling you what I can use people to do. Things cannot do it. So the cat began to shake. And as the cat was shaking, the people God should have used to carry it now began to hold it so he won't fall from that's, that echo fell from the cart. So God was angry and said, oh, finally, you know that you are, supposed to, you are supposed to carry this, but you are only supporting. There is a place of supporting. There is a place of carrying. There are some people, the level God wants to take you is to carry the ark, not to support the ark. So lo and behold, God was angry. And I pray over your life and your family. God will never be angry with you. Yeah. The anger of God is tough and it's terrible. And sometimes it leads to death. Physically, even spiritually. 
So the Uzzah who tried to support, he died. So David said, well, 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 why should God do this? And some of us, we are angry with God. Why should God do this to me? If God is real, why should he allow this? Can I tell you something? He doesn't care about your complaint. <laughs> because, you see, you know why, why your complaint doesn't move God? Because it cannot change him. Complaints change people who complaints can make. You know, you have to understand God that reveals does not move him up. Either bad review or, God re or good review, it doesn't change who God is. God is going to remain God. So David was angry with God and said, no, 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 I don't want the presence of God again in my palace. God said, that's fine. But listen to one thing here. And David now said, Obed, Edom, come. This same cat that killed Uzzah, take it to your house. <laughs> what kind of assignment is that? This cat has just killed someone, and you have been ordered to carry it to your own house. Uzzah didn't even take this cat to his house, and he died. Now you have to take this cat to your house. But guess what? Obedidon did that. And the result was that in three months, the house of Obedidon was so blessed that people knew about it. That people saw that things have changed in this family. There is a way you can write your ticket with God. You can set up your blessing. And how do you do that? When there are assignments, tough assignments, it's a time for you to write your ticket with God. That was a tough assignment for Obedidon. The act that kills, it was, remember, Uzzah was merely following the act, but now he kept the act, not only with himself, but with his family. I pray over you. Whatever God will do in your life in this season, it will affect your whole family. Amen. And God is trying to tell us how interested he is in your family. I'm trying to let you know that whatever you do for him, your family is also going to benefit from it. The family you are yet to have, the family you already have, and that's why this is a generational blessing we are trying to write our ticket to be able to get. The blessing could not be hidden. People saw it, that this is now a different family. And in the next one year, people are going to see you individually. They are going to see you corporately, and they're going to say, wow, you are so blessed. Are you listening to me? But it was through God assignment. When you have an assignment in the house of the Lord, it's a time to be blessed. Listen. How many people give his personal assignment to people he doesn't love? Just think about it. When you have an assignment in the house of God, it's because God loves you. I won't let people I don't like touch anything that have to do with me. And I believe you also. Please remember Jesus Christ died for the church. If God gave his son for the church, 
If he's giving you assignment in the church, you must be special to him. How do you set up your blessings? By meeting the needs of God. God is the almighty God. But God wants to use people. He says, I look for a man. God is always looking for somebody. The Bible says the eyes of God goes to and fro, seeking for those whose heart stays on him. Always, God has needs. He wants to use you. He wants to use you. He wants to use you. He wants to use you to meet his needs. But we do not know. It's like somebody hiring you to do a job. Is it because they hate you? No. Because they probably have a lot of people who applied for the job. But before you choose your candidate, you check the resume. You do your shortlisting. Then you think, I like this person. Don't forget. When God gives you an assignment, when, you are, when God has a need for you to meet, it's out of his love for you. But you don't get what the people, people don't get it. Why me? It is you because God loves you. Are you still there? Blessings set up. How do you respond to God? when there is crisis. Crisis, especially in church, is how God distinguishes those who genuinely love him. Listen, how do you know your true friend when somebody is cursing you out? When someone is, don't want anything to do with you? Then you have someone who is defending you. You have someone who is taking side with you. Who do you think you are going to go back to when it's all over? Anytime there is crisis in the house of the Lord, God is looking for who will stand with me. Who is going to stand for me? It was a time of crisis. When anyone dies, that's not a joke. Uzzah died. That was crisis. And he died in a place of worship. He died in a place where the presence of God was supposed to be. Guess what? God killed him. Can you imagine that happening in church today? You heard that it was during worship. Somebody <laughs> I'll give you another example. Have you heard about the story of Ananias and Sapphira? They lied against, you know, they lied concerning what they owned. And God wasn't happy. The Holy Spirit said, well, since you have lied, the husband fell and died. The wife fell and died. Guess what? People in the church went to bury them. Do you see that happening today? That was crisis. When there is crisis, God is watching. Who is going to stand with me? There was a time when Aaron had put together gold and silver and made God for the people. 
Moses had been on the mountain for 40 days, 40 nights. When he came down, he was hearing the drums. People worshiping Baal. Praising gods that were no gods. And when he came, he was so mad and things like that. But remember then he said, who is on the Lord's side? Levites came out and said, I'm going to be on the Lord's side. The Bible says Levi did not only do that. It was a time of crisis when everybody has turned against God. People he has saved from Egypt, they have turned against him. Levi took this word and started killing those who were against God, who worshipped idols. That is why up to today, God settled the house of Levi permanently. That God said, be giving them tight. Permanently, they don't have to walk. Setting up blessings with God. Going the extra mile. It works. Going the extra mile. We are in a generation where we do the minimum. We are in a time, not only you, even our own generation, because we are so comfortable. Every time we are serving God, we think we are doing him a favor. But God is always saying, is this the best you can do for me? Is, is this all you can do for me? Everybody went to give an offering one day. Solomon also went. Everybody was given the normal traditional offering. Solomon went with 1,000 bond offering. Do you know he didn't pray? When he slept, God came to him in his dream. I'm sure he had never heard, of God, heard about God or had God speaking before. If he had had God speaking before, God wouldn't come in the dream. The reason why God comes in the dream is because you are not patient enough to hear God. It happens to me because, you know, we are all women. Sometimes we are tired. We just want to sleep and God will come in. Okay, 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 okay. I'll talk to you. So that tells you the level where Solomon was. But everybody was given maybe one offering. But he gave 1,000. And as he slept, God woke him up. He said, no, 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 you can't sleep. Tell me, what can I do for you? Going the extra mile, you don't need to pray some prayers. You don't need to pray some prayers. You know, it's amazing. The way people pray, and there's no result. He went extra mile. 1,000 burnt offering. God said, you can't sleep, we need to talk. Tell me everything. Tell me anything that you need. Guess what? He demanded he even had a request. He said, I just want wisdom to do your work. That was all he asked for. God said, that's fine, but that's too small. I will give you more. Even what you did not ask for. He didn't pray about it. He didn't pray about it. Going the extra mile. Let me give you one more. You want to set up your blessing. You do it during trials and tests. A lot of us drop out during trials and tests. Let me ask you this. Do you know why a lot of you get disappointed by people? Because you are in relationships that are not tested. God is always God. He's too smart. 
to go into relationships seriously with people he has not tried. People he has not tested. Test comes, not because God doesn't love you. Try has come because God wants to prove you. Where is your heart? Is your heart in things? Is your heart in getting a job? Is your heart in buying a house? He wants to know truly where your heart is. And please, friends who follow you for things, they are not your friends. Friends who stand where people are complaining about you and they don't do nothing about it, they are not your friends. People who agree with your adversaries, they are not your friends. People you easily offend, they can't stand the test of time. Real friends are never offended. Are you getting what I'm saying? Real friends, they are never offended. So God wants to find out through trial and test, are you going to be offended? You know, he told the disciples, when he said, except you eat my blood and drink my, my, my you, except you eat my body and drink my blood, you don't have a part of me, a part in me. And you know, the Bible says many people left him. And he asked the disciples, people who were actually followers of Christ, they are called disciples, will you not also leave? They said, where else do we go? You have the bread of life. We are not going anywhere. So we have left everything for you. We don't have any place to go. That's why trial and test will come. So God will know that you are not one of those people who just want to get things. You are people who are in for the long run. And when God has proved that, listen, you, don't, you, don't, you can't truly equip those who are not your genuine friends. You can't really give your all to those who are not genuine and sincere with you. Do you know why a lot of people doubt God? Because God can doubt them. When you get to a level, you know you have given all to God. When you pray, you go to bed and sleep. Do you know why a lot of people are faithless? Because God does not have faith in them. There's no way you can give your, 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 your life to a cause that you not believe in the cause. Our own belief is because God can believe us. Psalm 119 verse 7. Psalm 119 verse 7, the Bible says, It is good for me that I have been afflicted. Isn't that interesting? It is good for me that I have been afflicted. Say, because that was when I went into your world and I was able to read the Bible. Some of us couldn't have prayed, if not for affliction. Some of us would never read the Bible if we were not afflicted. Are you still there? I'll tell you this story and we'll begin to round up. When I came in, when we started Household of Faith, I just wanted to grow in the Lord. That was all I wanted to do. And I love helping people. So I figured putting the fellowship together with two objectives. Number one, meeting our physical needs, getting good jobs like you all want to do now. Number two, then Grow in the Lord. That was the only thing. So we, we named it Friends Fellowship. That was the name, Friends Fellowship. 
we'll meet for an hour Sunday evening, 6 to 7. The first 15 minutes, we had somebody we, we worship God. 15 minutes also, then we just share the word. Another 15 minutes, we pray. 15 minutes, we do not. <laughs> that was all. But then, we just got a place, just a very small place, and within a month, God said that, why are you hiding me? I said, because I'm not qualified. He says, I'm the one who qualifies people. I said, but people will never accept somebody like me. He says, I will fight those who fight you. I will go to war with those who go to war with you. I will do battle with those who battle with, do battle with you. He said, by the time I finish with you, they will know that you are serving a living God. I said, well, what am I supposed to do? He said, I put people in position and I remove them. And God telling me that I asked for signs. He gave me about three signs and he fulfilled all of them. Of course, war broke out because I was from nowhere. And I'm saying this because of all of you. It was only a church of the redeemed Christian church of God, even though we are not, we are not uh, a kind of, uh, we, don't, we are not trying to, 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 push, to, to just bring forth denomination here. We are trying to bring true relationship with God. It was only one church of the redeemed Christian church of God. And nobody could stand. Everybody ran away because of the forces that were against them. And I came in, there was no battle that did not go to, that did not come. But I began, I became more prayerful. I will be going for a meeting, God will be telling me what will go, what will happen. God will be telling me this is what you expect, what you ought to expect. And God said to me, you will not have to pray long before I talk to you. Before you ask me anything, I will tell you what exactly we should expect. I knew then without any shadow of doubt. God is no respecter of persons. God does not respect title. If you like, you are a bishop. If you don't call on him, he will not answer you. And I'm sharing this with you because God has come to do a mighty work through you and in this place. Now, Redeemed Christian Church of God have almost 70 churches. God used us to break the barrier. Because what people were afraid of, I went into it and I fought it and God fought with me. After that, they said, if Brother Rocco can do it, we can do it. My father was not a prophet or a pastor. I never had anyone in my generation. But there was a need for the move of God to come into this place. He was looking for somebody he could use who will not have who will not be defending himself, who will not have integrity, who will not care about his future, who will, who will be ready to lay it all down. And I was ready. People call me all kind of names, but today they come back to me. People who conspire against me, people who said negative things, and they are still saying it. <laughs> they are still saying it. But guess what? When they see me, they still honor me. God does not begin to bless you until when those people talk behind you come to your face and honor you. Let me say this to you. If you are truly in for God, 
you are, you are, you, the devil is not going to like you. It's not scriptural for the devil to like you. Because even for Jesus Christ, they never liked him. There was one perfect church, Jesus Christ. They killed him. So God does not really need another perfect person. He's just looking for somebody. He can pour himself into so that when people look at you, they will say, wow, this must be God. Because we knew you. You know, they saw the disciple of Jesus Christ, they said, is this not Peter? Is this not Simon? They are unlined people. And somebody said, you don't get it. They have been with Jesus. That's all the qualification. Are you ready to be with him? You can set up your, your blessing. You can set up your blessing. Listen, I discover. It's only a fool who knows one person to make happy and make him unhappy. If you have access to your CEO at work, what will you do to him? To get promotion. What do you think you're going to do? Or you make his tea in the morning. <laughs> you ask him, and I'm giving you a secret. You give your manager birthday card, Thanksgiving card, Christmas, buy him a gift. Oh, you don't have to do this. I know, but I just want you to know I love you. <laughs> Before you know it, they'll just say, I haven't gone through your, your record. You, you did very well last year. Listen. <laughs> People move up, not necessarily because of their skill. The race is not to the swift, or wisdom to men of understanding. It's time and chance. It's not about your, your brain. You have to know how to walk your way. Either with man, or with God. Those who are ruling the world are not the smartest. They are the trusted. If God can trust you, you are, you are, you are settled. There's something you are going to ask from him. Nobody wants to lose a trusted friend, including God. Even with all that David did, God said, you know what? That's okay. Still, I found a man after my own heart. There's, there, there's a way you serve the Lord that he overlooks at your offense. What, what somebody else will do and get into trouble, you'll remember, if I kill this guy, who will praise me? If I kill this guy, who will worship me? I, I just want to conclude with this. It was Kenneth Higgins Sr. who shared his testimony. He said, a guy was so sick at the hospital very, very sick. Sickness unto death. They called him to come and pray and say, hey, pray for this guy. He didn't know what to pray because the sickness was like, you know there's a way you pray you don't even have faith yourself. You're the, you're the one who is praying. But then, he just said, God, if you take this guy away, he does this in the church. He does this in the church. He does this in the church. So, we don't have replacement yet for him. And he left. By the following morning, the man was on his feet walking around. 
listen, if somebody has to intercede for you, what would they say about you? And I use it all the time. When I had that testimony, when I need to pray for people, I will ask. I will say, what do you do? Somebody says, oh, pastor, I need a job. I say, how is your tight record? <laughs> because you use money to find money. If you are not faithful in little, more cannot be committed to your hands. Let's rise. I have a lot to tell you, but we'll postpone it to another time. You grow your faith. You develop your faith on your journey to the blessings. That's where you develop your faith. Prayer comes in and all this thing comes in. The Bible says in Galatians chapter 4, verses 1 and 2. Galatians 4, 1 to 2. It says, but now to continue, the son who will receive his father's property is treated just like a slave while he's young, even though he really owns everything. I've come to tell you, you own everything. The scripture says, all things are yours. You own everything. But while he's young, there are men who take care of him and manage his affairs until the time set up by his father. All these things I've mentioned, they are to set you up for what your father has for you. And I want you to bow your head. The first call is you are here, you have not given your life to Jesus Christ. That's where his relationship begins. You don't have a relationship with people who can't approach you or you can't approach. God is here. He says, I will wait by the door and knock. If you open for me, I will come in. And then I will be able to have a relationship with you. So God is, up, is knocking at this moment. You are here, you want to give your life to Jesus Christ. If you raise up your hand where you are, I will pray with you. You feel you want to rededicate your life. If you raise up your hand where you are, I will pray with you. This is an opportunity that may not come for a very long time. You begin a relationship through willingness. Are you willing today? Do you want to have a relationship with Jesus Christ? If you raise up your hand, I'll pray with you where you are. This is your time. This is your opportunity. You want to rededicate your life to him? This is the opportunity. You think you have not been doing enough? Yeah, I've, I gave my life, but I've been sliding in and out. I've not been really stable with him. So I want a renewal of relationship. If you raise up your hand where you are, Jesus Christ says, if you are ashamed of me, also I will not be proud of you with the Father. This is the time to put, to put people aside and put God first. Any other person you want to raise? Yes, we have. Any other person, we are giving you this time to do that. God bless you. Any other person, God bless you. If you want me to pray for you, you can just come outside and just, just stay forward. Just complete this process. It's a process. Just come forward. Please, let's appreciate God for their life. I want to encourage you. It's a dangerous thing if you are supposed to be here, but you are clapping for people. 
So if you know you are supposed to join us, we, this moment will look like an ordinary moment, but for, to heaven, it's not ordinary. It's not ordinary at all. It's an opportunity. If you want to join them, please come forward. and let, Don't just be an onlooker. Dive into the river. This is a river flowing now. Don't just be an onlooker. I know where you are. Something is saying you are part of this prayer, but you are resisting. You are resisting. Why don't you join? This is another opportunity for you. This is how to start the journey with God. This is how to start it. Thank you for tuning in to the Gap Church Podcast. We hope this message blessed you. If you made that choice to give your life to Christ, congratulations, we celebrate you. Don't forget to text SAVED to 817-382-2244. Again, text SAVED to 817-382-2244.